Hello and welcome back to the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit. My name is Luke and today we're taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the globe. It's Tuesday, so we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that CollisionConf has to offer. So sit back, relax and listen in. We'll be hearing from leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. Well, I want to state the obvious, which is I'm here Zooming with Ryan Reynolds. You're a huge name in Hollywood and also David Glickman. You are a longtime entrepreneur. Um, but I think like the most interesting part of this is the topic is uh, reimagining the wireless experience, which so it's a fascinating combo for for you two. Um, and it's it's interesting to see everybody kind of coming together in these these different ways. And, and Ryan, I want to get into why you decided um, to become a part uh, owner in Mint Mobile. But David, I want to start with you. Um, you are, as I mentioned, a long-term entrepreneur. You had a lot of success even back in uh, in the 90s. You were offering cheap ways for people to make international calls on landlines. So thank you for that. Um, what was the pain point that led to Mint Mobile? Just so everyone kind of gets an idea. Um, basically, just the entire process of, um, of buying mobile. Um, you know, you nobody wants to go wait in line. You know, take a number, find a parking place. Uh, you deal with the entire retail situation. I don't think anybody's ever come out of an AT and T or Verizon store and said that is an experience I want to repeat. Right. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> um, and, that certainly happened. You guys, it, this was, you guys launched like, you know, a couple, three or four years ago. So what was, what was behind it? I mean, you, you did quite a bit. What was like the moment you were like, all right, I'm going to do this. Um, basically, um, you know, uh, I had this idea at, at the time I was uh, selling, you know, international service to mobile, uh, to folks on mobile uh, plans and said, why in the world do people want to, um, you know, buy uh, a, a mobile plan that, uh, you know, in the, in the way they're, uh, I'm sorry, why do people want to buy a mobile plan basically the way they're doing it today when they're buying everything else digitally, online, and with amazing customer service? And that's really what we wanted to do. No one has brought that Zappos experience, the, um, you know, the Uber experience or whatever to wireless. So why couldn't we do it? And we sat down with T-Mobile, presented it to them, and they embraced it tremendously. And of course, we've grown ridiculously quick. Uh, and, and then Ryan, fast forward like three years later, you bought an ownership stake in the company. Um, we are used, I know you probably get this question a lot, but like we're used to seeing um, folks in Hollywood put their name and their livelihood behind products. I don't know if it's like Cologne or whatever it is, but like, Sure. I do think, you know, this is an interesting one, like wireless. So, so what mm -hmm. was it um, about this that you actually, I mean, and you're not just putting your face on it. You actually bought an ownership stake in the, in the company. So what was it about this that you saw um, you, you thought would, would be a really interesting investment? Well, I, you know, look, I, I there's so so many, the, the footprint in Hollywood is such that you're doing typically doing ambassadorial type things you know this is to me true you know entrepreneurial pursuits are a little bit different you have to have some skin in the game you have to 
you know, you, 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 you want to have authorship over it to a certain degree. So um, this was completely different. And, it, you know, I had such an amazing experience and, and continue to have such an amazing experience with aviation gin and, um, you know, mint mobile wireless in this space to me felt like a zag when everyone was zigging, you know, it felt like pragmatism, you know, Hollywood always you know, uses aspirational terms when they're looking at sort of things like perfumes and colognes and the different sort of usual situation or usual sort of pathways with which people in my position may, you know, get behind a product. But, you know, this felt like such a weird empty space and making pragmatic sexy. I mean, I just, we love this idea that, that something this pragmatic and practical could also be sort of sexy and fun and a little bit dangerous and mischievous and all the things that we like to do at my company, Maximum Effort. Um, and it just sort of fit kind of perfectly with that ethos. It was unexpected and it made sense. And it, at the end of the day, it's an amazing product. And that's, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Like I can, you know, I can pitch Mint Mobile to somebody and have them switch. But what I need is them to have such a great experience with Mint Mobile that they go on to tell everyone they know that why am I, why have we been paying $80 to $100 a month for wireless service? It's an essential service. It's something that we all need. Connectivity is something that we all share and need, and it doesn't need to be this way. So for me, it really it just made sense on so many levels. And I used it. I, you know, I first, I would never jump into something like this or spend as much money as I did or, or buy into a company this large uh, without really trying and testing the product. And it was, it was incredible. So that was a slightly longer answer than you probably were looking for, no. Lori, but. Um, no, I mean, David, you, I mean, you guys are, uh, not to state the obvious, but you kind of mentioned this before, you're going up against huge brands in the wireless telecommunications space, Verizon, T-Mobile, other low cost carriers. So, I, I mean, what, you know, why do you tell people Mint Mobile? I mean, is there something a little underdoggy that, that helps you guys in, in this? Oh, absolutely. By the way, I've never heard uh, the terms Verizon and low-cost carrier colliding in the same set. No, I said and other low-cost. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I was going to go and name them, but I decided not to. No. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, people are tired of overpaying for cell service. Uh, most customers don't really need um, as much data as today. It's all about unlimited, limited, limited. Uh, everybody wants to, to just have a phone that doesn't run out of data, I guess. Well, of course, you know, it meant we decided that, you know, 60% of the US only uses a few gigabytes a month. So we, you know, start anybody who signs up with unlimited, we basically after 90 days, we tell them how much data they're using. And we even try to bring their bills down. They stop paying our $30 plan, which is cheaper than anybody for unlimited. You only need 15 or $20 a month. Um, and no other carrier tells their customers they could be paying less. Um, it's it, it just, it's amazing. And again, nobody has a love for their mobile provider, right? I mean, it, it's not like people are buying, you know, t-shirts for, for AT&T and, and want to go out and say, this is cool. I, I love these guys. Um, we create that ethos um, tremendously in every single thing we do. We have, um, we have the highest customer care, over 90% CSTAT scores. Um, you know, again, akin to Nordstrom's and, and other major, major uh, customer service brands. So we want people to just love us. And I think one of Ryan's most recent ads, he says, uh, uh, um, you know, we don't hate you. Uh, and it's, it's, it's almost true. 
Yeah, there is like a very um, simplistic way that you guys advertise. I mean, the, the slogan is like, admit we don't hate you. Where did that come from? Uh, well, I, 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 no, I mean, it, it's certainly my maximum effort marketing our company. We, you know, mm -hmm. we love jumping into culture and, and playing around in that soup a little bit. But, you know, I think it really comes from, it's based upon a true story. I mean, you know, big wireless will spend billions of dollars a year to convince you that it's, uh, it's okay for them to punch you in the face and kick you in the ass. So, you know, this is a slightly different way of looking at it. You know, it was a, a company that, you know, that offers something, you know, that, uh, something that everybody needs, you know, at a, just a totally and completely different price point um, with the exact same quality. It's just, it just doesn't, again, it always comes back to that same kind of idea that it just doesn't have to be this way. Um, so we're excited to, we're excited to be growing as fast as we're growing and we're excited to continue to, to have fun in the marketing space with Mint Mobile as well. And, and by the way, we have the soul, right? I mean, when the pandemic hit in March, uh, of last year, we uh, we literally said, what can we do? And we gave every single thing we had away to our customers. Any customer, any plan, wherever they were on, we gave them unlimited talk, unlimited text, unlimited data. Um, no one's offering unlimited data to anyone and everybody, no extra cost. We gave away over a million gigs of free data that people had, uh, didn't, that on plans they weren't even on just because we knew they needed to have communication. We did this for months. I was really proud of that too. I, you know, I, I think companies in, in, in times like this will sort of, you know, vainly cling to a kind of a, a growth, a grow, grow, grow kind of uh, attitude. And, you know, we got into a much different mindset with this and we were all right on, you know, basically almost right as the pandemic hit, we were kind of all huddling up and thinking like, how can we, you know, go into a bit of a retention sort of phase here instead of a grow, grow, grow thing and just really make sure that the customers that we do have are feeling seen and heard. Uh, and I think that, that that, I think, has been Mint Mobile's ultimate secret is that we really try to, to the best of our ability, you know, for a company as big as Mint Mobile is, and it's small comparatively to big wireless, but we, we really try to make sure our, the, the customers feel seen and heard, so. Ryan, like a, we've, you've kind of mentioned this on, on uh, already we talk about maximum effort, which is your uh, marketing agency, which even just doing the research on it, it's, it's super fascinating to see the ads that you guys have put out. Um, and a huge part of what you bring to the table with Mint Mobile is, uh, is that marketing expertise. And it's why mm -hmm. I think a lot of people who may not use Mint Mobile or whatnot have seen the ads that you guys have done because they go viral. Um, you know, take us to your marketing philosophy. What is the philosophy behind? And then I want to get into some of the specific ones that you guys have done, but what's the philosophy when you guys are putting together an ad campaign that you think will go viral? Um, well, it's, you know, it's fairly faceted. I, I think it, you know, for, we aim to make it look easy and, you know, we, but we like to move very quickly. We call it fast advertising. You know, we like to move at the speed of culture, which, you know, as we all know on this, Zoom changes within a 12 hour span in ways that it took years to change, you know, back in the day. So um, we really pride ourselves on being able to move fast, acknowledging and playing with the cultural landscape, certainly, um, you know, working. I love necessity, the idea that necessity is the mother of invention. I mean, it sort of stems from Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 to a certain degree. I mean, these are movies that I you know, worked 10 years to try to get Deadpool 1 made. And when they finally did allow us to make it, they gave us you know, what would 
normally be the cocaine budget for any other film uh, in the 90s. Uh, our movie was given this, you know, uh, a very small budget to, you know, enormous expectation. We had to meet this enormous expectation with very little money. So it really taught us how to scrap and stay scrappy and, and do a lot more with character as opposed to spectacle. You know, audiences and consumers are used to seeing spectacle, but the thing that they really remember is character. So, you know, the studio gave us very little money to make the movie and very little money to market the movie. So that's when uh, my partner, George Dewey and I got together and really started creating, uh, you know, marketing, movements and and campaigns that mattered you know that mattered to us at least that really highlighted the character it, it introduced this character to huge audiences without having to give away the movie which is usually what studios will typically do is you give away the movie by you know trailer after trailer you know commercial after commercial we really wanted to go a different direction so i learned really valuable lessons throughout that that process and um, and carried them with me. And that's something that we like to do at Mint Mobile. It's something that we do at all throughout all of our maximum effort marketing pursuits um, is, you know, is really kind of keep it down and dirty and scrappy and really make it inventive and make it memorable uh, without just throwing more and more money at something. You really don't need to do that if you're nimble. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting because you did, you spent over a decade trying to um, turn Deadpool into a movie. And, and I've interviewed entrepreneurs my whole career. And the thing that you always hear is just like failure and skepticism and scrappiness. Like those are the things that go into what uh, I think drives entrepreneurs. Um, but I, I don't think people, you know, even realize that uh, for many years, I mean, you are a huge name now in, in marketing. Uh, but that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for, um, you know, studio, the, the studios, you know, not giving you a big budget or being skeptical mm -hmm. of some of your earliest work. Yeah. And you look, it's that old, you know, proverb, I think it is, but it's who knows what's good or bad. You just don't know. You know, right. I, I can guarantee you that I've learned a lot more from my failures than I have from my successes. And um, while I appreciate the successes, you really, you know, they're, they're, you get exponential growth from from the times that you you fall on your face. Also, the times where you think you're in you're in deep trouble. You know, I'm, I, I Deadpool one. We just had no money to accomplish a, and match the ambition that we had. So we really, you know, really had to find different ways, really way, really interesting ways to invent and innovate. And and that really just taught me so much. And it was such a great thing to carry over into this world. And and also you know, really, I think, spurned my love for marketing, you know, marketing is storytelling, uh, at the end of the day, that's all it really is. And, um, you know, we have way more ideas at maximum effort than we do time. Um, but it's been a privilege to be able to execute some of those dreams and ideas and stories uh, uh, in this way. And, and, you know, not the least of which at Mint Mobile, which is, you know, as an owner of the company as well, we get to sort of, again, move very quickly with, culture. We get to approve and shoot these diff different spots that we want to do um, sometimes in 36 hours. So um, that's been, that's been amazing. So David, how does that creative process work with you guys? Does he, do you get a, a text from Ryan? That's like, we got to do this. Like culture's moving this direction. <laughs> like uh, like what, what's the turnaround time and how many heart attacks have you had? <laughs> I'm um, sorry for David and those texts. <laughs> Turnaround time is amazingly quick. Heart attack zero because it's, it's brilliant. It's great work. Um, 
I, I tell you, it, it, it's just in, incredible uh, the way, you know, Ryan and, and George and their team will just, will find something that is just so important, so in the news immediately. Like you said, the speed of pop culture. Um, I think the, you know, case study number one is uh, what he did with, uh, you know, uh, Aviation Gin and Peloton. Um, something that was in the news um, creates a wave and these guys just throw a surfboard on it and then use the momentum of that wave to push them uh, forward. And it's, and it's just brilliant. Uh, so we love it. And every once in a while, like we, you know, in a, a few weeks ago, Bitcoin entrepreneur that had lost all this money because he couldn't remember his, his password immediately. Ryan was there. Um, you know, every, every, at every turn, anything that makes major, um, there was, there was this big issue, uh, you know, as you're aware, um, a couple months ago about everybody being obsessed about, wait, what are big companies investing in, uh, in politics? And are they, are they buying outcomes and who knows what? And Ryan went in there and, and, and first of all, looked at it and said, wait a second, there's, there's so much money that AT&T and Verizon are, are, are you know, pushing into lobbying into, into politics. You know, let's, let's make fun of that. And, and did, and we made our first political donation to a mayor of a small town that happened to be a golden retriever. A very, very good, good boy, as you mentioned. He's a very good boy, a very, very good boy. Um, yeah, that is true. It's, it's also, we really like to sort of highlight for our consumers and the audience exactly what the money's going towards, you know, I mean, I love our Super Bowl spot. Instead of spending $5 million on a Super, Super Bowl spot, we're going to spend that money um, forwarding it directly to our customers and, and, you know, and take out a full page ad in the New York Times rather than you know, um, spend you know, however untold sums of money it costs to, to, to advertise on the Super Bowl. So you know, there's ways to pierce through where you don't, you know, have to, you know, you don't have to sacrifice too much, but you also can, you know, you know, approach, approach things in a different way, come 90 degrees to expectation. And I think that's the thing that we really love about this job. And, and sometimes 180 degrees as well, because Ryan, you guys really impressed me the way you've embraced analog ways of marketing. I mean, who would have thought in 2021, we'd be talking about, you know, some amazing campaigns you guys created that are analog. The very first thing, Ryan placed a, um, a voicemail he wanted a voicemail. He wanted to leave a voicemail on every single Mint Mobile customer's uh, voicemail. Um, and then they replied and it was hysterical and it was so impactful. And this year at Christmas with all everything digital and, and every, of course this year at Christmas, everybody's at home, they're not going anywhere. Um, they came up with this idea to actually send a real physical holiday card. Uh, uh, fun, witty, um, and sympathetic holiday card. And again, that blew up on social. Uh, so taking something analog and, and, and having a digital outcome is tremendous. Well, I remember years ago, you know, just apropos of that, years ago, we on Deadpool 1, we, had a, we did a billboard. It was a big billboard. And the billboard just had emojis. It had a skull, the poop emoji, and then just a huge letter L. And, you know, people loved it. It it's, it's basically spells Deadpool and emojis with one letter. And, and I, it was interesting because that one billboard paid for itself six billion times over because it went viral on the internet. So people would take pictures of the billboard and then send them 
everywhere. And, and I, I, I wish we could say that that was the exact design of, of what we were planning on doing, but it was a, certainly an interesting lesson to see that you could do things that are analog sometimes and they can still kind of puncture through and resonate in ways that are, are both expected and unexpected. So, yeah. so there you go. Yeah, Collision 2021, we're going to talk about yeah. marketing and we're going to talk about direct mail, billboards, and full page newspaper ads. Who would have yeah. thought? <laughs> Maybe people are a little bit nostalgic. I mean, Brian, I was looking at um, the, a profile of you in, in, the, in Entrepreneur Magazine and the writer started the whole piece with the question, how do you poke fun at something in a way that excites everyone and upsets no one? I, that is a very difficult thing to do in this current moment in culture and society when there are so many touch points. Um, yeah. So how do you create, and, and you've said div uh, division you know, is viral, but it's not our, our bag, it's boring. I mean, it's a delicate, it's it's a pretty delicate line. Like you roll the dice quite a bit. You, I, I know David, you mentioned that Peloton ad. I thought, I mean, I as a, a woman, I thought it was hilarious because the Peloton, just for, for folks in the audience who don't remember, Peloton put out an ad that was deemed um, sexist and you and, and the woman who was in the ad, you had come and uh, do like a little, she was drinking aviation gin at, at the mm -hmm. bar. It was just this really funny way to kind of turn <laughs> turn that conversation around. But I can imagine you roll the dice quite a bit, especially when it comes to some of these, um, you know, these touch points. So how do you do that? Like answer that question from from the writer of how do you, you know, do something that excites everyone and upsets mm. no one? Because that seems like a very interesting formula right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you it's it's somewhat terrifying as well. I don't want to sound like you know some kind of you know cowboy you know smoking his own adrenaline. I I, I it's it, that that is always a roll of the dice. Um, but it comes down to our company edict, you know, and that the company edict that we have at Maxim Effort is quite similar to the one at Mint Mobile, which is that we let's bring people together. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what we love to do. So to use the Peloton ad as an example is that 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 ad is not um, you know doing anything to attack Peloton. It's doing nothing to attack a culture that, that may have even, you know, inspired a, an ad like the, the, the Peloton ad. But, you know, we were acknowledging the culture and playing with it in that moment and bringing an actor in Monica Ruiz in this instant, instance who was in the Peloton ad and taking all of this energy, which was going in one direction and then redirecting it in a different direction. And that was interesting to me. That was, you know, cause it put a smile on people's faces it put a huge smile on Monica Ruiz's face, which was amazing because I know what it's like to feel like you're a part of a larger machine, except you're the face of it and it doesn't go according to plan. And, you know, you just sort of feel like you have a big target on your back. So, you know, that was a huge success for us and an example of bringing people together as opposed to being divisive uh, in, in our marketing or our approach. So, you know, really at the end of the day, that's, I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cheesy as hell, but we talk about this all the time at, at Maxim effort. We want to bring people together. We talk about it at Mint as well. We want to bring people together. We don't really love, we're not fans of advertising that pits one thing against another, although it would does often create a groundswell of attention. Um, it's not really our bag and it is, to quote myself, uh, boring. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, um, you convinced Rick Moranis, who's a very loved comedian, um, to appear in an ad from Mint Mobile. And people hadn't seen him in decades. So that was certainly something that went viral. Um, 
out of all of these ads you've done, um, was that was that your favorite? Is there do you, are they are they like children? Can you pick a favorite? Oh wow! Um, I, oof, I I I'm gonna be terrible at that. Um, out of all the ads we've done, what's my favorite? I mean, and why? <laughs> Um, you know, well, look, uh, let me start with that one. The Rick Moranis piece for Mint Mobile was huge for me because that it just was an example of leaning into your own heart. I, I happen to be a Rick Moranis super fan, uh, like a lot of people, apparently, as we saw when that ad came out, I missed him. I miss everything about that man. Um, he brought a smile to me. He's brought, he's brought smiles to my face for, you know, decades. So the fact that he said yes was just an enormous thrill. And again, like following through in an authentic way, you know, I think is, is important. You know, being authentic is important. And that was an authentic expression of my love for him. <laughs> and, uh, and his willingness to do the spot was, you know, something pretty unexpected considering he said no to everything uh, for the last 20 some odd years. So that was, that was a huge moment for, I think for all of us. It's hard to believe that Mint Mobile has gone so long without an unlimited plan. So to introduce it, we brought in an actor we've all gone too long without, Rick Moranis. So what do you want me to do? You want me to say something about Mint? Uh, no, that would have been smart. But, uh, no, it's $30, it's unlimited, it'll do just fine. Sounds good. I really gotta get a phone. So why am I here? I'm just a huge fan. Oh, stop it. Come on, no, stop it. seriously. Massive. That's it? That's it. See ya. Hi, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Why did he say yes to you? If he said no to everything. I'm sure you're great, but why, why you? I don't pretend for a second that it had anything to do necessarily. I mean, I, I spoke with him on the phone several times to, you know, hopefully get him to do this sort of thing. But um, maybe he was just experiencing a, a, a brief and illusory moment of weakness that I exploited. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I really don't know. To this day, Rick Moranis remains uh, a gift. Okay to not just uh, everyone, but to, to me as well in that, in that particular instance, so. Yeah, and so is he your favorite? Rick Moranis is definitely up there. John Candy, you know, I grew up watching Eddie Murphy and, you know, those kinds of, uh, I mean, and then, and then I go farther back. I, I, you, if you really watch some of my work, you'll see there's a lot of Jack Benny references. Uh, you know, things that I grew up uh, weirdly. I have a brother that loved old vaudevillian type radio plays and things. So I would, you know, I draw a lot of inspiration from some of that stuff. Um, both of you are uh, successful, very successful in your own right. David, you as an entrepreneur, um, you know, Ryan, you now as an entrepreneur and um, a big name in Hollywood. I, I always like when I'm interviewing entrepreneurs to kind of read about their lives and try to extract some kind of theme of things that, um, things that, that seem to drive them to some degree. And, and for both of you, I was looking um, over quite a bit of what you've done in your career, David taking on the, the man to some, to some degree, um, you know, Ryan, you know, making a lot uh, when you have not a little, or when you just have a little to work with. So I think I, I came down to the word scrappy, um, which, is, which is interesting talking to two very incredible successful people, but I, I do think that's, um, that is a theme of successful people I, I interview. I, what role has scrappiness played in both of your lives? Um, for me, uh, I'll go. Um, 
it, it, it's, it's ubiquitous. I mean, every company uh, that I've started has been, you know, plagued with hyper growth um, and, uh, and just growing, growing, growing as fast as we can. And, um, and to create an environment that, you know, welcomes um, and thrives in hyper growth, uh, it has to be scrappy. Um, you know, it's going to be quick. We're going to break things along the way. Um, you know, and, and people say, wait, do you want it? Do you want it now? And, or do you want it perfect? Is it, I, I only want it now. And it has to be perfect six months from now, but I need something today and something even better. And, and understanding the parallel processes, when you go and you pitch something, you know, it's going to take a few months to be, before you, you, you sign and you actually have to deliver. And for me, it's all about, um, you know, building it while you're going through the sales cycle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, Brian, how about you? I mean, I know you sold Aviation Gen for over 600 million. Um, and I, I read something about how you said you were glad that at the beginning you guys had a, only had a small marketing budget and didn't have the budgets of big people. But going back to that idea of scrappiness, um, what role has that played for you? I, I don't know if people would look at you as this big Hollywood actor and even realize that that's a part of your work. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that name is different, you know, for different people. Scrappy works, you know, it's a hustle. It's all of those kinds of things. I mean, you work really hard. And I think to me, Scrappy embodies this sort of the unsexy stuff, the marketing and the, all that kind of stuff is great and super fun. And I don't take any of it for granted. It's very uh, creatively satisfying, but it's the, it's the other stuff. I mean, these are all relationship businesses. You know, these are all businesses that have an undercurrent of emotion. And I think um, so much of what we do requires that extra push, you know, I mean, so much of what I did for aviation, 99% of it was behind the scenes. It wasn't the marketing stuff. It was making calls. It was going flying places to sit down and meet with people and, and look them in the eye and shake their hand and, and sort of, you know, figure out how we can partner and how we can grow these, these are our respective companies. You know, sometimes it's when you find relationships that are mutually beneficial. So, you know, and Mint Mobile is no different. I mean, Mint Mobile has been like that since day one. It's all about making sure that Mint Mobile is it right now and, and hopefully will always be one of the greatest places to work. Um, and, and, you know, uh, when you're cre you, to create a culture like that, I think that really has to come from the top down. People have to feel inspired. People have to feel like they're uh, emboldened to take action and, and, and help grow this as well. So, you know, all of those things are important, but also I think, you know, when you look at things through, particularly for collision. And I know that, you know, maybe sound bites are important or these kinds of things you want to hear. Like I, I, if I'm looking at through just the lens of entrepreneurship, um, you know, I think one of the things that is always the most, the, the sort of the sought after goal, and that is looking at something in the future as, oh, that would be disruptive. And once you arrive there, and as soon as you start to look back at it, it, it looks inevitable and obvious. So it's right. always those kinds of things. And Mint Mobile was, was that, for me in every way, shape and form. It was this thing that felt like, oh, wow, you know, people being able to afford a wireless bill without sacrificing anything, um, that sounds very disruptive, you know? And now that we are chugging along the way we are and, and succeeding the way we are, I'm looking at it like it's inevitable, you know? Mint Mobile is inevitable and it's obvious uh, why it's working, um, you know? Cause we don't hate you. 
<laughs> David, can, I mean, we, we talked a lot about the marketing, these viral campaigns from a mobile, like have they translated to numbers? And when we look at those numbers, what, what do you think is the future of, of this company? I mean, we, from when we started, I mean, we've only grown about 90,000%. Uh, and I don't, I didn't make up that number. I mean, literally uh, we would, if we had been in the Inc. 5,000 this year, we would have been number one. Um, uh, so growing 900 uh, times uh, from four years ago. I and mean, we grow, we more than double every single year and we will double again this year. So yes, the answer is a resounding, resounding yes. Uh, it does translate into numbers. Um, and, you know, I think maybe to end, because you guys have a lot of success, I love to talk about failure um, and get like really specific, like not talk about failure in these kind of real broad ways, um, you know, but but could you guys, you know, and, and I know that Ryan, you've said you can't be, you said this I think even in, in this interview, but you said this before, you can't be good at something unless you're willing to be bad. Um, so let's talk really quick about bad. Like, where have you guys both failed? And if you could get really specific, um, that would be great. Like, and, and what, did, what did you learn from it? Well, for me, it was Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's on, it's, it was malignant. I mean, really, <laughs> spread. <laughs> Go for it. Give me, no, I, want no, hear I want to hear David no, Lippman's no, list no, of no, failures. No, 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 She asked you, go ahead. Go. Oh, no, uh, I asked you. I, I, well, I said both I us. you. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, you know, there's, there's a, you know, the film industry is a great and incredibly fertile garden of rejection and failure. You know, I mean, it's just a kind of a nonstop barrage of it. And when you start out in this industry, you experience a ton of it. Um, and then once you establish yourself, you somehow experience even more, um, you know, and that is something that is, has really taught me a lot of lessons, you know? And I say that knowing that like, you know, I filter all of that through the prism of like, I, I you know, another thing that we try to do at Maximum Effort is allow the, the, or at least uh, give people the opportunity and the access who have been historically excluded from film, television, that world, the opportunity to play in that sandbox as well, the way I have to experience some of that uh, rejection, failure and enormous success as well. So uh, that's, that's something that's been hugely yeah. Im important to us, but I don't know that I, we would have launched uh, this program, the group effort initiative at, uh, that we have at Maximum Effort if, if uh, we hadn't sort of you know, lived, lived some of those failures and a lot of that rejection and taken some of that stuff to heart. But um, so I don't know, I always think like really amazing things come from, you know, that shitty feeling that you have when you, you, you feel like you've let not only yourself down, but others down as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Movies come and movies fail, you know, movies work. And, you know, sometimes it's, it feels like, uh, you know, you, you, it, 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 it can hurt sometimes. It really hurts if you're sort of fingerprints are all over it, meaning if it, there's a lot more authorship that you have over the, over the success or failure. So, you know, um, you kind of ride that roller coaster. And then it really hurts when you're, when you, you know, you just were kind of a passenger and you had the obscene privilege of being able to work on a movie set, but it still doesn't work, even though you got really smart people all around you that are trying their best, so. Um, well, we, we've got to wrap it, David, unless you have like a really quick failure you want to, you, you're going to uh, get out. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at the time and we're good. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> um, by the I'm, bell, buddy. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to send it back to Toronto. Thank you guys so much for your time.
Yeah, yes. really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.